year. What's up? It's Ryan Shepard, and I'm glad to be back for another episode of the Put It in the Group Chat podcast. We're able to make our grand return last week, and we're here to keep things going. We got a lot to talk about. We talked a little bit about Manny Pacquiao before he stepped in the ring. We also talked a little bit about football, basketball, you know, the usual. So get strapped in, get yourself a good snack, get yourself, you know, your headphones, get them comfortable, all that good stuff. We got some great content for you today. Without further ado, it's episode 32 of the Put It in the Group Chat podcast. See you in a bit. I just had a quick question for y'all before we get started, because we were looking at the oldest players in the NBA. Can you name who was the youngest player to ever play in the NBA? He had to be 17. Was it Kobe? Nope, it wasn't Kobe. Kobe was 18 when he got to the league. Mm, uh, I don't know. Garnett? Nope, it was someone who played with Kobe. Oh. Oh, was it Van Exel? Nope, nope. Uh, uh, oh, look. Bino, Bino. That's right. Bino. Is your Bino? Oh, it was Bino. <laughs> it was like 17. 18 <laughs> six days. Crazy. Man, Bino should have been so cold, bro. He, I mean, he maxed out because his knee, but. Yeah. It was for a minute and. It was the knee. It was also some other things. Yeah, <laughs> chemistry issues. I'll, I'll call call chemistry issues. I guess. <laughs> All right, we. This is this is we are recording Friday, um, August twentieth. You'll probably hear this Monday, August twenty third. Um, my name is Ryan Shepard. You listen to Put It in the Group Chat podcast. I'm here with my co-host Gerald and James. What's up? No. All straight, all straight. All straight. Uh, just watching preseason and wondering why we haven't traded Nikhil Harry for a beef patty and a bottle <laughs> of Gatorade yet. So that's always interesting. <laughs> can at least get Popeye's chicken for him. You can at least. No, it. he ain't <laughs> worth no Popeye's. Nikhil <laughs> Harry thing, man. Dang. I'm surprised Nick Saban didn't give uh, Bill Belichick the goods on that one. Why are you talking about goodness, man? AJ Brown. 
and DK Metcalf on the board. Just <laughs> I feel like um, I'm, I'm starting to feel like Nick Saban just sent Mac Jones up there because he don't like Cam Newton. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> another discussion for another day. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in sports. It's a lot going on in the world. There's a Kendrick Lamar album on the way. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting things. Uh, there's another new Marvel movie because you know those come out now like every other month. Right? Is it is it the is it the Asian one? Shang Chi, yeah, Shang Chi, you know, Legend of the Ten. Uh, see, we can't. I can't do that one, man. Now, uh, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. <laughs> I was gonna try to speed past that. Uh, nah, like, is the hood supporting Aquafina right now? They not, but I've also heard really good reviews about it. And oh, <laughs> I've heard really good reviews on just like the visual effects and everything that they put into it. So I'm going to check it out eventually. Um, I'm still, like, not all the way sold on going to movie theaters. Like, I've been once, and I went on, like, Monday at, like, 9 p.m. to see Zola. So. Well, uh, I don't want people to think we anti-Asian around here. We love no, no, people. we're not anti-Asian. We just, we're not rocking uh, out right now. It was, just, it was the Aquafina and the Boogie movie. We not. I'm not trying to. I don't want us to get that rep. Did you, you know what I'm that? saying? Huh? Actually, did you get a chance to watch it? No. Why would I, I watch, watch that? I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, but yeah, that movie. So there are good parts about it. Like it's not. All <laughs> it's not all the way bad. Like I don't want to completely mess, but like. Why'd they have Pop Smoke in there? Why was he the only one calling people racial slurs? I don't know. I have no clue. That's wild to me. I have no clue. And then he's out there, apparently, like, Boogie took Pop Smoke's girl at one point. And he basically did the whole Kevin Garnett, you know, she tastes like... (laughs) There There was some extra stuff in there. But it was like it felt like I'm not sure if y'all seen a high high flying bird on Netflix, which is like that is one of my favorite like sports movies. Um, but it's sort of like that. It's like they pay pose the question like, am I going to go to college or am I going to go overseas and play and then try to make it big? But yeah. Um, without further ado, we're gonna get into the actual podcast. Because I'm sure y'all didn't come here for us to give a full in-depth review about Pop Smoke's acting skills. I, well, I love Pop Smoke. I love what he left behind. Love what he stood for. Acting. He wasn't there on the acting tip like that, at least before he passed. Uh, but speaking of Kendrick Lamar, speaking of music, um, I got my uh, Vince Staples t-shirt today. I'm very happy about that. From um, Smile You're on Camera tour. Um, so we're going to, inspired by that, we got a mini game um, called Smile You're on Camera. I'm basically going to give each of y'all like a television clip, a podcast clip, and you're going to react to it as if you are debating with that person, like you are on television, like you're on camera. Um, so I'm going to let y'all decide who goes first. I, I haven't 
I haven't necessarily picked out who's who's responding to which clip, so y'all can take turns doing that. Um, but the first clip that we have comes from uh, Get Up, which is one of the shows that I watch in the morning because I have to actually get up that early and I'm tired of it. But um, it involves Jeremy Fowler, and he's talking about Lamar Jackson. And here's a sleeper for you. Lamar Jackson, there are a lot of people around the league that I speak to that are talking a little slick. They say this might be the year that everybody figures out Lamar Jackson. Like there's sort of that feeling right now. He can definitely prove that wrong, but I think there's a bit of pressure on him right now. He doesn't have a deal either. RC looks. Yeah, Yeah, this is James. (laughs) Hold on, my brother. Hold on. Is Jeremy Fowler a white dude? Yeah, Jeremy Fowler's a white dude. Since when did white people say talking slick? I've heard it more in the I've South. never heard a white man say that. I haven't heard white people say it in the North. I'd have to check where he's from, but I've heard white people say it in the South. Oh, for real? Okay. I didn't know that. I thought, was a, I thought that was a racialized freak. Okay. Figure out Lamar Jackson, though. Uh, okay, so my man's got an MVP. <laughs> we play off appearances at this point. Why wouldn't you extend him, though? Like, uh, I just don't get why. You wouldn't extend somebody who has an MVP at this point, who, who's like that dynamic. And then who are you talking to? That's what I want to know. You know, I know you can't give away sources, but like, who are you talking to at this point? <laughs> and like, and why are you talking to them? Maybe you're talking <laughs> to other people. Okay, like I don't, I don't know. Uh, that that doesn't make sense to me. So they're talking about getting a deal, right? So that means Baker Mayfield had to have come up. Probably. I didn't get I didn't get to I must have missed that part of it. I saw this part on social media. Oh yeah, nah. Nah, this is it, it's not even about race. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm just gonna say, nah, that's that don't make any sense to me. That also just for um background, Jeremy Fowler's from Pittsburgh, apparently. So I don't know where he got oh, yeah. oh no that. But then again, I heard I was watching Shout out to the Little League World Series. I heard Tim Kirchin say drip today. And I don't, uh, I don't know okay. if he's trying to be funny on purpose or he, that's an actual word he started using. But you can find drip on social media talking slick. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Like, I've never heard a way to do so that. Maybe for this is a while. Let's go to this next clip from Highly Questionable from uh, yesterday. Is Shohei Otani having the most memorable season you've ever seen? Yes. Can I just say yes and then we move on to the next person? He's incredible. He's a superstar. He's electric. He hit his 40th home run. Oh, was it just like a little bloop of it? No, it was a moonshot. It was an incredible home run. He also pitched nine innings, which is a career high for him. Eight innings. He pitched eight innings, which is a career high for him. He had... Eight strikeout. He did really well. He pitched 90 pitches, and 69 of them were strikes. Nice. That's pretty oh, nice. On. That's pretty nice. <laughs> we're still doing that. We're still doing that. I just, what? Are we doing what? Saying stats? What are we talking Sorry, about? Mina, I that I came with numbers prepared to argue when I discussed baseball. Because stats in baseball now are like short stories, and you have to have them with you. <laughs> Sorry I came prepared. Shohei Otani is incredible. I love him. It's wild to me that he's not a bigger star outside of baseball. And it's crazy. 
Yeah, I, it's a longer clip. It's a, I don't want to. Was that Katie Nolan? Yeah, bro. Okay. No, go ahead. No, it's Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> turn, bro, bro. Go ahead, Jerry. Nah. <laughs> I mean, it's he just not that guy. <laughs> so I'm gonna say about that. I I just wow. y'all never heard of Barry Bonds. <laughs> I never heard of this dude about Barry Bonds, bro. Barry Bonds pitch. Barry Bonds pitch. Nah, okay, okay. Barry, Barry Bonds pitch, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Get out of my face with all this. Did Barry Bonds? I mean, pitch. even but even Kershaw had some cold ass seasons, man, and had a higher record than what the Angels got. Like what? The- <laughs> this, bro. Like, what this see, see, see. Why'd you set me up like that, Ryan? Hey, it was supposed to be Gerald's turn. Nah, because you set us up as a unit, okay? <laughs> we didn't talk about Aquafina today, and now we got Otani. Bro, hey, hey. I'm telling you, bro. On, on, I will say on this front, the seasons that I was most impressed by, the highlights that I'm most impressed by with Barry Bonds, I was like seven. Casey Nolan wasn't seven. Katie Nolan wasn't seven, but Katie Nolan, actually, I don't know how much baseball Katie Nolan. I know Mina Kimes and Pablo Torre probably watch more baseball than I do. So the only reference point I have or comparison I have for a better baseball season was maybe when Albert Pujols was in his prime and maybe when Barry Bonds was in his prime. Other than that, I don't know people who throw the ball and hit the ball like that. I don't watch that much baseball. So I'm, I'm, I am... If there is like, if there is a person who is a more of a draw in baseball right now, or has been so in the last ten years, I don't know their name. No, nah, I'm not saying that. I'm, you're right. He throws the ball. He hits the ball. That's fine. He's been doing that for the past three years, man. Okay, so that's fine. I'm cool with that. And I know this is Gerald's turn. I'm sorry, <laughs> but. My goodness, like, there are better baseball – there have been better baseball players in the show here all the time. I'm not trying to hate. I understand. I'm trying to give it up to the dude. But I think, like, we want this thing to happen so much that, like, Stephen A is getting in trouble for saying what he said. And I understand that well, he, was wilding, he shouldn't have said it. Like He was wilding, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we want this – my point is, bro, okay, why do we want this Otani thing so bad? I think it's just like, like I'm just speaking for me as a casual baseball fan. I really enjoy watching Shale because he's unique. I think what the word that they're looking for is the most unique baseball season that we've seen. In right. I've never seen someone lead the league in home runs and also have under a three ERA. I've never seen that. I don't know if we're ever going to see that. And also, I don't know how long it's going to last. Because you mentioned he's been in the league three years, but he's also been injured a good yeah. amount of time. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm not trying to give it – I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying there have been better baseball seasons. No, I agree with you on that. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you on that. But I also – And then, like, there have been better baseball seasons recently. Like, Miguel Cabrera hit for the Triple Crown. Like, I, I, I don't know how y'all – I don't know how y'all gauge that with how y'all feel about the Triple Crown, but I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a conversation. I'm not saying it's definitive. I'm just saying it's a conversation. But I'm saying I I feel like he's so polarizing because idiots who are anti-Asian say stuff, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like you can't say nothing bad about the dude. It's like I I'm not saying I don't rock with Otani because it's whatever, but it's like I I just don't like okay, Howard Bryan talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like the the way we treat people who are not brown in baseball versus the way we treat people who are brown in baseball. Now we talk about, you know, the translator stuff like that. People have taken translate. I'm just saying there's an example. Like people have taken translators away from like brown people who speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like Otani is expected, like we're supposed to be cool with him speaking Japanese, which is cool. It, it's cool. But I'm just saying, like, bro, I feel like this is a, an attempt to discredit like people who are not or who are brown in baseball. I just I, I feel like that. I guess, I guess. It like Brown people in baseball have been rocking, been doing it, like whether they're African-American, Afro-Latino, whatever, Dominican Republic, whatever. They've been rock, they've been doing baseball. Like baseball's been good. Like we, you know, we can talk about whether or not you want to watch baseball, that's fine. But like they've been doing baseball. Yeah. So like yeah. why all of a sudden this dude does something and we like, oh, okay, now we can watch baseball. It's like, bro, come on, man. I'll say I think it has, I think to, it has to, to do with like where he's playing. Because yeah. he's playing, he's a Japanese player playing in California. Mm-hmm. And I don't know off the top of my head in terms of numbers, but if I had to guess where the most Japanese people live in this country, it would be California because it's of people. Yeah. Yeah, because of past things in our history, in American history. Yeah. Actually, see, not my whatever, but in American history. Nah, I feel you. Uh, and that happened. So I think it's like I said, like I think it, I think the word that they're looking for is you. And I don't know if we're ever gonna get this again. Cause I don't know if he's gonna be healthy next season. To be honest with you. I don't yeah, think it's hard to pitch and hit. Like, yeah, for sure. Right. No doubt. He, he's like, this is a goat level season, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying, like, bro, like. We've talked about baseball is boring, baseball is this, baseball is that, largely because we have ignored the fact that baseball is ethnic. Like, pe- people speak Spanish, people people backflip, people do all that stuff. Baseball hasn't been boring. Like, I, don't, I, I, I know that's a hot take, but it's like baseball hasn't been boring. Like, I know it's hard to watch every day. It's hard to compete against everyday life. But, like, baseball as a concept isn't boring, you know, but, you know, I – that's just my spiel on that. So, so um, the reason I prior to, like bring that up, um, as you pointed out, that came from Katie Nolan, who is a prominent figure in Boston sports media. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also had two big things kind of happen in Boston the last two or three days. Jack McMullen is leaving ESPN. Jack Mac. Been there as long as I can remember. Pretty much, I think her and Woody Page are probably the first two people I've ever remember seeing on ESPN. Um, and also Kevin Garnett's getting his number retired by the Celtics. Um, so we got we got two big two big Boston moments in this last few days. But moving on from television, uh, also just. I think one of the things I wanted to point out, me and Gerald were talking before, not to derail the conversation, but the Angels 
are still not a very good baseball team. They are one game above 500. (laughs) They're bad, bro. (laughs) Like, by the talent, they have two of the most, two of some of the most talented players in the game. You have Otani and you have Mike Trout. They are one game above 500. (laughs) Yeah, they can't bat on the bats, though. Uh, they, they move. They move yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, uh, NBA schedule came out today. Yeah, uh, exactly. Getting like teasers throughout the week. Uh, we got, you know, Christmas Day. We have some good games. Opening Day. We have some good games. Um, they came out. I mean, I guess their unofficial day holidays. Well, it is an official holiday, but unofficial holiday in the NBA. Uh, it's a Martin Luther King Day uh, games. You got Chicago and Memphis, which I'm 90% sure I'm going to because I really want to experience that. Got Atlanta and Milwaukee. Um, and then there's also a night game that I'm blanking on. But I do want to focus on the Christmas Day because that is the biggest day of the regular season. Um, in the morning, we have Knicks Hawks. From there, we have... Um, we have Suns and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so correct me if I'm wrong. We have, we have the Suns at two o'clock, then you get to the Bucks and the Celtics, then you get Celtics and Nets, and then after that, you get the Mavericks and the Jazz. So I guess I would ask y'all, what is the game on Christmas Day that you are most you are most looking forward to? <laughs> uh, probably Lakers and Nets. Yeah, the midday ones always cold. Like that's pretty good. Um, Trey Young going back to the to the to MSG, pretty dope. But probably Lakers and Nets though. Uh, I mean, if I were being biased, I think it's Celtics Bucks. Uh, I think you know, just seeing how Boston matches up with a more dominant big men with a more array of centers that they have now especially adding Al Horford and Lord forbid and his cancer but uh uh that that's interesting to me I'm also really curious in Warrior Suns because if Clay is healthy that is a very good backcourt matchup that I would really like to see play out on TV if I'm if I'm I'm just purely basketball I'd want to see Lakers and Nets but in terms of a television product I want to see Knicks and Hawks. I want to see Knicks fans yelling at Trey Young, Trey Young yelling at Nets fans. Hopefully, no one gets spit on. But if someone gets spit on, there could be a fight. You got Kemba Walker in Madison Square Garden on Christmas Day. I don't think people truly understand how beloved Kemba Walker is in the city of New York. He is. He is really beloved because he's really from New York. Like he's not from the outside. He didn't go away for high school like he was born raised there grew up there i'm looking forward to Knicks and hawks in terms of like a television product like i want to see that um but i, mean, I also he's, he's oh, yeah. real beloved until he gets that first injury Knicks fans ain't gonna stay like <laughs> he keeps getting injured like he did in boston that 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 <laughs> that gonna go away real quick <laughs> i did also i thought it was interesting that this is like the first year that I really remember there being like 
pushback on the players that were left out of Christmas Day. So Zion on the Pelicans not playing on Christmas Day. Uh, we have Embiid and the 76ers not playing on Christmas Day. Um, Damian Lillard and the Blazers aren't playing on Christmas Day. So there's a Clippers aren't playing on Christmas Day uh, like they did last or not last year, but the year in 2019. Um, I guess if there's if there is there any team that you would switch out? Keeping in mind that you only get one interconference matchup, is there, is there a switch, switch out, out. On Christmas Day? I'll probably switch the Jazz. Get the Jazz up out of there, bro. Yeah, Jazz for somebody. I don't know. But. Oh yeah, um, Nikola Jokic. He's the. I think they said. I forget the stat. He was the first NBA MVP not to play on Christmas Day in like fifteen years. I'm cool. I don't really want to watch it. I'm cool. Wow. <laughs> I'm cool. Like, I'm not. Nah, again, all for the all-time great season. But I'm I'm not really trying to watch a whole bunch of skip passes. Um, I, you know, I'm just – that's not what I'm trying to watch. But, you know, but I, I'm i not watching that jazz. Man. <laughs> My goodness. I mean <laughs> – I feel like if somebody tells you, yeah, they're looking for the Jazz Mavericks, you need to check they Reddit or something. <laughs> they gotta be, they gotta be a Jazz or a Maverick friend, and even then, I'm questioning it because that's a late game. That's a late game, bro. You staying up for the Jazz? Okay. That's another thing that we made me kind of weird. Like, I get that they're playing in LA, so it's gonna be a five o'clock start in LA. But having the Lakers um, next game at eight p.m. is kind of, at least on the East Coast, is kind of weird. Yeah, but it is. I mean, we could be up for it though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, on the East, I think the easy one is probably swapping out Boston for Philly. Like they were the number one seed, and Joel Embiid was an MVP candidate. Uh, I kind of disagree with you. I think swapping out the Jazz for the Nets. I meant Nets. <laughs> swapping out the Jazz for the Nuggets would be the move. Not only just because Jokic is MVP, also the international audience for that would be insane. <laughs> Yeah. As yeah. Luka versus Jokic, yeah. That's true. If I had to switch, like I, like you said, I would switch um, Sixers and Celtics just because I feel like that's a better matchup. Um, but also, I would I – would, I understand why Luka is on Christmas Day because Luka by himself is must-watch TV. But I'd kind of rather see Dame and I'd rather see Nuggets Blazers than see Mavericks Jazz. I don't. Like it, it's really Luka Doncic and some people out there. That's what it feels like. And then the Jazz, great basketball team, wasn't really that entertaining watching them in the playoffs. And if Christmas is supposed to be our entertainment, then I'd probably, yeah, then I'd probably just switch them out. But I mean, I feel like they did a fairly good job. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm going to watch it. It's not like you're going to put 10 games on this, even though I wouldn't be mad at that, but you can't have – I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sucks that they have five teams playing on the road on Christmas Day as is, so I don't think they necessarily want to add to that. Right. But we're going to take a quick break and come back in a sec and wrap this up. And we are back. Um. We got some we got some quick things in. Um, and Rogers recently did an interview where he said 
that he was 50-50 on retiring uh, this offseason and not coming back to the Packers. I'm not completely sure if I believe that. Unless he truly thought he was going to be the next host of Jeopardy, then I do believe that. But I, I guess my question to y'all is like, is do y'all believe that Aaron Rodgers will retire at the end of the season if the Packers don't let him walk? Probably. I can see that. I mean, it's hard to give all that money back. They're making a lot of money. But, yeah, I can see him leaving. I can see him, like, walking away from the game. He's he's almost, what, was he, 36? 30 you 36! He's 36. <laughs> 36. He's 37 years old. 37. He'll be 38, actually, by Christmas. Oh, then that makes sense. Yeah, I can see him retiring. I think the biggest problem with that is, though, I don't think the Packers are going to hold off after. Like, because I think this year, obviously, they've had that agreement. I think after next year, he'll probably play. If it's in Green Bay, I'm not 100% sure. But I I would be shocked to see him retire after all this. All I'm going to say is, Matt Stafford, watch your job. Watch your job. Because that man's trying to get into entertainment. He's not trying to play in the cold. And the Rams are a pretty good football team. So I'd say watch your job, Mass. I don't care how much they paid you. Watch your job. They'll make room for Aaron Rodgers. Um, another thing that came up this week, uh, Kim Durant and Draymond Green um, had a sit-down conversation on Draymond's new show with Bleacher Report called Chips. Um, the full interview's out now, but most people were focusing on a conversation that they had about a game that happened three years ago. Or not even like a championship game, not a finals game, not a conference finals game. Draymond Green called Kevin Durant a B and a few other things, and it made national news. And three years later, they hashed it out. I'm not sure if they had this. They probably had this conversation off camera before they had it on camera. But they probably, they probably made news because, because Draymond, Draymond bringing out that, that he was upset so with Bob Myers and Joe Lakeup and Steve Kerr handled the situation. Um, and he directly asked Kevin Durant if he left because of the argument that Draymond Green had with him. And he said, no, it was more because of how they handled it. And they kind of just went on blaming um, management for how kind of things went. I would, given that we all, this is not something that happened 10 years ago. This is something that happened three years ago. Is this how y'all from the outside looking in remembered it? I guess. I mean, I wasn't there, so. Yeah. I mean, he called him a B. So. <laughs> like, that's kind of wild. Like, <laughs> that's on. Yeah, that's, that's kind of wild, bro. Like, hey, hey, yo, chill, bro. Man. Other than that, like, that's all. I, that's all. I, that's the only conclusion I made. Like, he called him a B. Probably didn't take too much. Ain't, ain't gonna be too many more Bs around here, you know. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. Like, I'm, 
inside out talking about their nature and stuff like that and talking about, you know, I don't really want to get into that, but it's just it's just weird. Like, you know, why like why wouldn't Draymond apologize? I, I it's just a whole bunch of stuff, like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, but I mean there's no need to hash that out on wax because like whatever. Like it's it's not my life. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> It's just weird, that entire situation, honestly. And, like, I know, obviously, ownership getting involved was weird. But it's just so much stuff about it where it was like, but that doesn't make a lot of sense because he was all, Kevin Durant's like, oh, well, you know, Steve Kerr didn't say nothing. And I was expecting him to say something. I'm like, but you told management to stay out of it. So why you want Kerr to say something? I thought you wanted, like, it's just that entire conversation to me felt like Kevin Durant didn't want to say to Draymond's face. Yeah, it it had something to do with it. So he was like, you know what? Let me kind of swerve this somewhere else. End it there. But I hate to like bring in like like regular people stuff because they're not regular people. But like somebody call you be at the job. Like <laughs> I, I ain't trying to work there either. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's kind of hostile work environment there. But you know, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit different. Because, like, those are two type of guys I don't feel like that would, would fight at work. Like, I don't think, like, they're the type that would fight at work. So it's, I, huh? It's just funny to me. Like, I, again, I just think it's funny. They <laughs> did, like, Draymond did something in wild and then found two white men to blame. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, it's really y'all fault. It's like, what? What I will say about that is – I I don't know. Maybe Draymond exaggerated how long they talked about it, but we're not about to sit in there for an hour, 45 minutes when I told you what it was when I walked in the room. Like, we're not about to sit here for an hour and 45 minutes when I done already made up my mind about what this is about to be. Uh, now, but this from the boondocks, though. <laughs> he said, it's not white people's fault. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. It's just like the other f- funny part was when he told Joe Lacob, he laughed at Joe Lacob's face over the phone when he said, I'm suspending you for one game. He's like, Joe Lacob told me that was not the ex- that was not the reaction I was hoping for or expected. And I was like, you know who you are pay- signing these checks to? <laughs> uh, and the owner? Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, Joe Lacob's owner. Yeah, nah, bro. Wouldn't be no max contract after that. <laughs> Bro, I I'd figure out something else. But, Draymond, Draymond been talking real reckless too. If you watch the shop, he was also saying, you know, like if I don't really say what I want to say, the owner say something, and I'm like, all right, I'll fluff it. I'm gonna say something similar to it. Like he been talking reckless about them ownership for a while now. Now this is the same team that was like, yeah, Master gonna do it. I don't know, <laughs> man. They 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 wilding over there, bro. You like. In the Bay Area, they yeah they be wilding over there, bro. He oh. called uh, what did he call Steve Kern Massa? That was a uh, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> like what? Oh okay. I feel like I feel like him and Andre Iguodala say similar things. Their approach is just very different. Because Andre Udala was saying and doing a couple wild things that just kind of fly under the radar because he's a more subtle 
and more toned down. He has a more toned down personality. And subtle about calling all WNBA players lesbians. That is also that is true. That was crazy. I feel like people have forgotten a while of things that Nick Young and Gilbert Arenas said about the WNBA. And Gilbert Arenas' media career has taken off since then. <laughs> yeah, they want to. We just kind of sidestepped Gilbert Arenas as a whole once he joined me. <laughs> we being honest. And now he wants the coach? <laughs> coach who? For what? He's talked about coaching. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, from half court. We had a conversation <laughs> about that. I think we. I think the question was like, who's going to become a coach first, him or Mike Bibby? Oh yeah, <laughs> and we said Bibby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last two things. Um, as we talked about, I believe last week we talked about Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. Mm-hmm. There's now reports set surfacing indicating that there's going to be a potential alliance, quote unquote between the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, they haven't necessarily identified what the alliance is, and a lot of people haven't put their name on it. Um, Open quote, this is about seeing if there's a philosophical alignment, 180 told ESPN. At this point, there's no financial component. Also, another AD, again, unnamed, no one is tearing up scheduling contracts at this point but they're expected to announce it within the next week. So whatever the hell that means. Um, talking, okay. So that's all I can say, the money's talking. All I can say, the one thing I can say is, I know unnamed sources and unidentified sources are supposed to benefit you as a journalist. I hate unnamed sources, put your name on it. <laughs> if you're gonna say something, put your name on it. Uh, Last thing, uh, this weekend, Manny Pacquiao is supposed to fight your Dennis Ukas for the WA welterweight title. Um, this could be his last fight. Uh, if it is, uh, I hope he has a great life. He's talking about, um, he's indicated that he will run for president of the Philippines Oof. beginning next year. Uh, and he's a favorite. Uh, hey. So there's that, which means he would probably would not fight within the next year. But he's also said he wanted to fight Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, which made me wonder, can you get imprisoned or banned from a foreign country if you beat up their president in a section? <laughs> but we have to wait for him to actually become elected. What I will say for Manny Pacquiao, he's the first eight division champion. Um, he's had a great career. Uh Says some things I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm about to say, his politics is wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He gonna yeah. get that Schwarzenegger vote though. Everybody know his name. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we in a position to talk after we sat through four years of our last president, whether we voted for him or not. We witnessed. That's, <laughs> we that's fair. <laughs> we were close to witnessing again too, if it was. <laughs> Absentee ballots. So. Rough, like three days. Figuring out if Georgia had all the votes counted. I, that was the longest stretch of my life. I remember, I remember was waking up that morning and hearing people honking their horns, and that's how I knew. <laughs> Did not hear a newscast, just honking horns. But I, ending on Manny Pacquiao, he's given us a number of great moments. He gave us many participated in many 
um, Floyd, even though it was a few years too late, but that's the business of boxing. You say he participated. He participated. You want to keep making <laughs> I took more pride in Floyd. I have never, I don't rock with Floyd like that. But if there was a time, we talked about like anti-Brown sentiments being expressed in sports. I've never heard more people from America root for an American to lose to somebody who also has questionable politics and has done questionable things. Say so, their politics is about the same. That's what they I'm are. saying. Yeah. Like, all these differences, Manny about to put it in action. Yeah. <laughs> but Manny's a more likable uh, person. I mean, okay, he can't. If we do put politics aside, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, closing, I will say if there's one thing I'll remember about Manny, it is coming home from the airport and trying to watch that on my phone and. and Woo! Marquez put that boy down. Boy, I was just—I <laughs> remember he got slapped. Oh my god! Okay, so you wrong for this, but you're not a Manny Pacquiao fan. I can't believe you did all this just to roll on Manny Pacquiao. I, I Manny Pacquiao. Like I respect him as an athlete. Like he's done some incredible things, but I am not a Manny Pacquiao fan in the slightest. See, I might have to ship in my submission forms for retirement from this podcast. I'm a Manny E. Standing. Just this, this hurts. Man, don't say that. <laughs> this hurts. Nah, bro. On, like, on, in the, in the ring, not outside. <laughs> I will say if there's one thing I do appreciate about Manny, especially in his later years, he was willing to fight anywhere, anytime. Even this to is, his detriment. Is, <laughs> I was to say, like, anywhere, anytime. You know who else did anywhere, anytime? Who? Fresno State. Like, well, who cares? Like, <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> well, that matters in boxing. That matters. That is not the same thing. That is not the same thing. <laughs> like, like, what? Maybe you need to, like, you know, let's not play number six uh, USC at USC. I mean, but he fought. What I mean is, for example, we're not seeing the Crawford-Spence fight now because of Errol Spence's repeated health injuries. But it's also been because of business. That's part of the reason why, like, the Deontay Wilder fight intervened with Fury Joshua, because of business. There's no sport that lets business ties and people who don't fight get in the way of people actually fighting. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Man. Uh, uh, that was a great match. I hope we don't get a letter. I hope we don't get an email, because we didn't go on Otani. We didn't go on... Uh, Eddie Wong today. Yep. And we went on uh, Manny Pacquiao. Hey, those uh, last two I stand by. Those last, those last, last, <laughs> the last one, my hands are clean off of that. So that's all y'all. <laughs> last, uh, last two I stand, stand by. by all three of them because that's wild. Okay. <laughs> I, I like Shohei. I, I think I'm hot. I, I like Shohei Otani. I do like Eddie Wong. I just didn't like the movie per se. And my criticism more had to do with Pop Smoke, so I hope I can go home after this. But with Manny Pacquiao, I'll give him all those props inside the ring. But we're not going to act like him getting knocked out wasn't one of the greatest nights on social media. That was crazy. It was hilarious. I will give you that. (laughs) Like, even if you want to go to the ethnic, man, like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, the Mexicans were so proud. 
Like, it was crazy. Like, the Mexicans I went to school with, like, I was in middle school, man. I was like, Marquez, Marquez, Marquez. I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> oh, man. You know, because, uh, uh, what's it called? You know, you, you got some ignorant people that thought Manny Pacquiao was Mexican. That's true. So, he wasn't that night, though. <laughs> has to do with colonization, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> I will say I'll end on this note before we get up out of here. As a kid, I used to have an argument all the time in middle school with this girl named Alejandra. I have not spoken to her in a while, but she used to tell me repeatedly, "Oh, Manny Pacquiao gonna he gonna put me whether to sleep. He gonna end his career. He gonna hurt that man." And I'm not opposed to seeing bad things happen to Floyd Mayweather, but I just want to say I told you so. I just want to use this moment to say I told you so. I told you so. And Floyd Mayweather, just stop talking. <laughs> oh, he really got slept by that dude. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you again to everybody. Um, stand by my takes on baseball movies, but I will be watching the Little League World Series. <laughs> Finishing up this season of All American which is the best, worst television show I've ever watched. Um, But I want to thank my co-hosts, Gerald and James, for another episode. And I want to thank y'all for listening. Peace.